1: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack poly-cupcakes every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp Podcast,
1: repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content.
0: Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Chirp. See you
1: beauties and vendors there.
0: This is the Grit and Barrett podcast. A podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It is a Monday, June, June. (laughs) March 28th. How is everyone doing? It is the end of March, and it's snowing outside my window, very briefly. What's the old saying that we were taught in school, everyone? Um, In like a lion, out like a lamb. Maybe that rule is reversed. I don't know. I'm just rambling. But welcome to the podcast, everyone. My name is Richard Blosser, taking you through this Hershey Bears season, your hack, with a microphone and a really big imagination. So first off, before we get going, I just want to say thank you to everyone for your times and your listens and your downloads, and I just want to say to everyone, even though we have a month left in the season, regular season, that is, continue to stick with me, because... I've got plans, I've got stuff, I've got schemes heading into the late spring and summer, and even though I am taking the plunge into marriage, press have to pay respects, um, I have some things I am working on in a way to expand this just beyond a simple podcast, because I've been feeling motivated, I've been feeling that I want to do more, and there will be more for all of you. So just stay with me. Hopefully some good stuff can come once we get into the summer because who knows if the Bears might be providing such. Might be, but I could be wrong. So let's get back into it, shall we? We got three games to do on this weekend. So let's go back, way back to Wednesday night at Giant Center as the Bears took on those no-good, dirty lehigh valley phantoms for the last time at giant center this season and it was a game that i personally attended as i said i go once a season to a wednesday night game and i mean once a season once in the fall once in the winter and once in the spring and technically it is spring it is so and what i usually do on these games with the exception of the wednesday before thanksgiving I take a half day at work because I work second. I get done at 6, and I haul ass to Giant Center. It is a 40-minute drive depending upon traffic, and I am off and running, and I typically get there around 645 or 650. Uh, yes, it's basically di- it's dinner at the arena. You get there, you grab something, and you head to your seat. If this was a baseball game, dinner at the ballpark, basically, and that's not a bad thing. So... So, we took on the Phantoms. It was still another one of those wear the darks at home and whites on the road. Lehigh wearing their whites and I I, I hate these jerseys. I do not like them. They look terrible. White body with orange and with thin orange with hints of blue striping. Orange and black striping along the waist. Big black numbers on the back with orange... Lining around them. It's just, there's too much going on. There's too much going on. And they already have a orange and black set that are basically Flyers jerseys. Except you have an orange body with black striping and black numbers. Or it's the reverse. You have a black body with orange striping and orange numbers. Just cut the corners and just wear Flyers jerseys. Phantoms fans, this is what's going to happen. Let's just call a spade a spade. You're going to wear Flyers knockoffs eventually. This is going to happen. And I'm not saying this as a bitter fan of a division rival. No, you shut up. Um, Just do it. When I go to your Electrodrome, it's orange and black everywhere. You shove it in my face that you're a proud affiliate of the Flyers. Just wear Flyers knockoffs. The Adirondack Phantoms did it. I, I know because I have one in my collection. Just do it. Just do it. Your fan base is not going to care. They love the Flyers. They love the Phantoms. Your attendance is dwindling because that new team fair is gone. But just go to Flyers. And let, let, let's let just cut the crap and just go to that. Anyway, slight rant out of the way. Let's get into it. And as I'm getting in, you know, I have some, some chicken fingers and fries. And oh, mmm. Really good. All oh, the barbecue sauce is really good tonight. What? It, it, it's from a locally owned barbecue sauce place? Interesting. And pff, phantom scored? <coughs> what? <coughs> what? Wade Allison just sat at the side of the net and we got outworked on a dumpin'? <coughs> J- Jiminy freaking Christmas. <coughs> oh, God. That the, the Oh, that chicken strips went down rough. And it's one nothing Phantoms. Lovely. But the bullies do respond. Mike Scarbosa leads leads a charge two-on-one. And he's going. He gets clear of the defense a little bit. Slips. Fans want a trip. Slips and goes shoulder first into the boards. Oh, my God. And he's not getting up. No. 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 Someone get the puck. Someone get the puck. Man down. Puck. It stopped. Placed up. Out. Comes the equipment guy and beaker. Oh no. Oh no. It looked like he weren't shoulder and neck first into the boards. He was out for a collarbone injury. Oh no. Yeah, it'd be enough to re-aggravate it. Fans wanted a trip. Um hate to tell you, Bears fans, but um there was no there was no trip. There was no malice. Your argument is invalid. There was nothing there, there. Well, he he, he went down on a break. Did he trip him? Well, I didn't see it. Did he trip him? Well, uh, a bear got injured. Something has to happen. I know you want vengeance, but the best way to get vengeance is to score on them. And, well, 45 seconds in and all optimism goes to die. This, here we go. This, this is... These are the stones that start an avalanche. This game's going to go horribly pear-shaped. And I can't believe I went home on went home early. Here comes Beck leading a charge down the ice. Trying to turn on the Jets. Crossing feet over to Gursich. He scores! Holy crap, we scored on a rush. And we succeeded. Shane Gursich ties the game. 16-48. Ties it. All right. Who's in net? Sandstrom. Oh, goody. Later on... Period. The boys seem to get their oats. seem to get get it going, going. And Franson just gets a puck along the circles, throws it, deflected, scores, protoss, deflected up into the corner, in and out. I didn't think it went in, but it did. Ref was there. It points in and out like a fast food restaurant. Well, not anymore these days. But um, in and out like a Sheets or a Wawa. And it is two one Bears at the end of the first. Yes. Go on, lads. Let's win one for the Gipper. Wait, Scarbosa is only twenty-nine years old. Oh, how awkward! Little, hold on here, hold on here. A little sip of Perrier. Ah, <sighs> <sighs> that's the good stuff. Let's keep this going. Later on into the second, boys are pressing a little bit. Power plays tra- uh, traded by both teams. Nothing comes of it. Why? Because both these teams have horrible special teams. That's why. And um, later on in the second, it's 2-1, but you don't really feel like the bears are in it. But I'm watching it. We're leading. Oh, look, Scarbosa's out. Yes, he's back. He's back. He's back. He's great. He's, He's skating around. We didn't lose him. We dodged a bullet. He's fine. He's fine. He's going back down the tunnel. Bollocks. Well, that's not good. No, well, no, okay. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> there's that gone. Let's just remove that cannon from the battleship. We don't need it. 14 minutes into the second long crossing feed over to Lucas Johansson. Scores! Lucas on a really nice crossing feed gets one past Sandstrom, who is left to die in grace. 3 1 Bears. Yes. We're beating the Phantoms. They're below 500, but we're beating them. But we're winning. That, that's a good thing. Mm? Less than a minute later, the Bears start to get their own cycle game going. That are the Phantoms are that bad. Work it around. Throw it back in the slot to Bobby, who winds, fires, deflected, scores! Back! Big, beefy boy! Big Beck! Big, meaty men! Big, beefy boy getting goals! Nice deflection by Beck. Get to pass Sandstrom, and it's 4-1 four. Four, Hershey. Yes, this is good. We're out shooting the Phantoms. Ugh. Ugh. I feel like quoting Chris Rock, but the boys are able to do what is necessary. Their defense keeps the Phantoms at bay, who don't really have much anymore, thanks to the Claude Giroux trade. Um, sorry, Tony and Samantha. Sorry. And, um, later on in the third, the, the Phantoms get a, get a power play going. Lovely. Where do they rank on the power play? Oh, 29th. And there's only 31 teams. Hmm. Try to get it at the point, but Ratcliffe can't control it. Knocked out of the zone. Beck's trying to chase after it. Big beefy boy's not going to get, oh my gosh, he got, he got around. Get in back backhand, Sky's back on a breakaway. Big meaty men, big beefy boy. 5-1 Hershey, late in the game. It's all a formality at this point. And with all that, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Phantoms, as cousin John Walton would say. Bears win it, 5-1 the final to beat the Phantoms and get a, four and two record against the phantoms at giant center this season. Fourth straight win against the phantoms at giant center cuz we had two two of those that we lost earlier in the season, you know, back when the phantoms actually had hope and so did we. Um so boys won. So there are two ways to look at this. And we'll get more into this into the podcast, but let's just throw this out there now. Two ways to look at this. 1. We beat the phantoms, snapped a losing streak, got scoring. All positive things, all things that are ha- that you're supposed to do. All things that are correct. 5-1 looks nice on the scoreboard. Excuse me. Looks nice on the scoreboard, looks nice in a blog post, looks nice on a website. Win 299 for the bears. And you're going to hear a lot more of this. However, the other side of the coin, like Harvey Dent, you flip it over to the scratch side. However, the other side of the coin is, well, the Phantoms suck. Sorry, Samantha and Tony. Sorry. But they're not good. They're not. Connor Bunnerman and Robosev got shipped off to Florida, or Charlotte, in the Claude Giroux trade. Isaac Ratcliffe and Morgan Frost's development has been stunted. Their defense is non-existent. Felix Sandstrom is being left to die in his crease and with nothing in front of him. As much as we make fun of Sandstrom, he's getting no help. Neither is Utzka Kiniamo. Pat Nagel has lost all of his powers. So this is a phantom team that has nothing that is at their low tide of the year. So to quote the great philosopher Chris Rock, what do you want, a cookie? You're supposed to beat the Phantoms. You're supposed to beat a team that is dead last in the division, a team that you beat to get back to your winning ways. You felt bad after Canada, here comes the Phantoms to come in and beat around and kick around younger brother and pick on him. And go, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. Nah, stop hitting you. Nah, he's beating me up. I'm not. I'm not. Stop hitting your brother. I'm not hitting him. He slapped me. Bam. He he slapped me. No, I'm touching him. I'm not touching him. Sorry, that analogy got a little bit away. But you know, you know what I mean. You're supposed to beat the Phantoms. So it's all down to your personal point of view on how you wanted to view this game. Hartford lost again on a Friday. Wilkes-Barre goes down to Toronto and Bridgeport wins, uh, beats Utica in Utica. What the sugar, honey, and iced tea is going on? What's going on here? Oh, the uh, wait. Uh, no, no uh, Okay. Bridgeport is on a streak. They're on a, they, they, they're trying to make an end of season run. Adorable. But okay. All right, fine. Let's go to Friday. It is Friday. A Northeast roadie, me and the boys, consider doing... Consider doing... We are in Providence! At the second place Providence Bruins. Who have been defanged a little bit. Thanks to the trade deadline. Zach... Sishinen Shoshinin? Shishinen. Well... Shishnan not playing here anymore. Am I right, fellas? Eh? Eh. All right. Fine. Sorry. And a couple other prospects have been shipped out. Gross Nick has not been playing well. And Providence is starting to slip in the standings a bit. A six game losing streak. Three of them are shootout losses. For Providence, who's starting to fall back. And the Bears could beat this team. Last time in Providence, postseason permitting, a place where you have not won a lot in the past couple of years, I should know. You are a, plus. Did you know the Bears are going for win three thousand this weekend? Yes, it is a chance to make history. Only six other teams in hockey have ever done this. Did you know one of them are the Montreal Canadiens? Did you know that they're going for win three thousand? Hey, guess what? Guess what? The Bears' first ever win came in Providence in 1938 when they were called the Rhode Island Reds. Wouldn't it be great if we could close the circle by getting that 3,000 win in Providence, getting a quality road win, turning the doubters around, and beating a team that is somewhat depleted and feeling down on itself? It's there! Let's do this! No, So the boys were up at the Dunkin' Donuts Center And Providence wearing their Bruins knockoffs It's truly sad It really is First period Same thing as we've seen before Providence knows what to do With this team Limit them to the perimeter But the boys are doing their usual Let's just throw crap from the point And see what sticks it is Zach Fucali versus versus Glosserick. And the Bears outshot Providence 11 to 4 in the first. Well, that means we win games, right? Well, <laughs> Zach pointed out on the pod on not the podcast, on the broadcast that the Bears are 2-9 and Two when out shooting their opponents on the road,, hmm? yeah, yeah, so uh, so what about that whole shots win games thing that all of you bludgeoned over my head when Troy was coach? um, what about we don't care about grade A opportunities, shoot the puck, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like their offense just slings crap toward the net. Okay, all right, all right, all right. It's just a stat. What do those analytical nerds know anyway? So, Zach Fukali gets called for tripping. uh, Because, yeah, he did trip up a guy. It's Fucali versus Glosserick. And he trips up a guy. Did you know that Zach Bucalli, that's his first ever penalty in the American Hockey League? Fancy that! Nothing comes of it, though. Just an interesting little thing. Just a... Just a... A thing. Another boring period after the first. We go into the second, and it's more of the same freaking thing. And it's just up and down, back and forth. Yes, the Bears are out shooting their opponent... 21-9. 21-9. to nine. But nothing's getting through. We're making Grossnik look like a freaking all-star. Zach Fucali gets called for tripping again near the end of the period. You know, Zach, once is a coincidence, twice is a lifestyle. And <laughs> maybe it's not them. Maybe it's you. Morelli serves it. Nothing comes of it. Vecchione gets a trip. Gursich for hooking earlier in the period. The last four out of the five penalties are against the Bears. There's a reason why we have over 800 penalty minutes. And they're not due to fighting. Just saying. Into the third with zeros on the board. Did you know the Bears are going for their 3,000th win? If they could do it here in Providence, it would be history. Yes, we know! I know. I get it. I, I feel like a. Hey, Hades, did you know that we're getting a 3,000 win? I know, I know, I know, you know, we know, I get the concept. I get it. I get it. (sighs) Okay, into the third. Into the third we go. And Grossnick's had a few net mouth scrambles he's gotten out of, but so is Fukali. A goaltender's duel. Brezio throws one in front. Big scramble in front of Fukali. He's knocked down, and the puck's in. Oh my gosh, it's in! And the they point. It's in. Providence is scored. Oh no! But he got shoved into. Fukali pops up immediately. Hey, 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 hey. He fell into me. I couldn't get back up. He fell into me. Hey, 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 hey. Look, 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 look. I was down, bro, bro. I was down. I was down. That shouldn't count. Ref's pointing. Nope, it counts. Nope, nope, it counts. Hey, 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 bro, 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 bro. Look at the scoreboard, bro, bro. Replay, bro. I was knocked into. Come on, man, that doesn't count. I couldn't get up. And the ref looks up at the scoreboard. We look up, and I saw a little bit of it because the Dunkin' Donuts Center actually got a video board a few years ago. I think they were the last in the division to do this. And does a does a Providence guy fall into the goalie? Yes, but if you see a second beforehand, here comes Eddie hit from behind, and the player goes into Fukali. Eddie did this to Fukali indirectly, and who was the one that scored? Tyler Lewington cleans up the garbage and gets a goal. Refs look, refs look down, point at center ice. Goal stands. Go play hockey. In other words, the exact type of goal that we needed to do. Providence, in the midst of a losing streak, did what we could not. One nothing. Providence. Play on. The Bears get a power play after that as Joseph Didier, Calder Cup champion Joseph Didier, off for tripping. And the boys try. They try to get some crossing feeds going, but there's nobody in front of Glosserick to just nail home rebounds. This guy's looking really good. Five minutes left. Brett Leeson gets called for interference because he gets shoved near the bench. He throws a retaliatory hit. (laughs) Arm up. Off you go. Leeson, I know you're upset. Take the L, as the kids like to say, and go off the ice. 90 seconds to go, we pull Fukali. Icing by the Providence Bruins with 40 seconds left. Okay, we did they're tired. Providence is tired. And this time um Allen calls a timeout. Calls a timeout, brings everybody over. Huddle up, boys, huddle up. Coach him up, coach. And um I was kind of hoping that it, it, it was he did what he didn't do in Belleville. And this is one of those Again in my opinion get the whiteboard and let the players figure it out. Let them figure it out. I know NBA and NHL are different different, but Doc Rivers was a master of this when he was with the Celtics. He'd call and 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 pop before um before he got all the color out of his hair. Um would do this as well. He'd call a timeout, all the players would huddle up, they'd stand off court arms crossed, and just stare. Stare out into the crowd. And that's a moment where you let the players figure it out. And maybe this was one of those times. Face-off to the left of of um, of Glosserick. 40 seconds left. Plenty of time. We did this against Springfield. We can do it here. The Bears lose the face-off. Matt Fulay no pun intended flips the puck out of the zone skates out untouched unspoiled skates across center goes in and scores walk down the ice just do do to do do. what's what's defense this is what happens when you're big and slow 2-0 Providence Grossnick second star in a shutout The fifth out of six game where we made a star, literally, out of a goaltender. Bears lose. Stuck at 299. Embarrassing, as I said on the fan club page. Which sparked emotions out of the fan base. Which got them going. I was upset. Because, yeah, everything was there for you to... Get the legendary 3,000th win. Coming off of a win. A weekend team. Providence is handing you fourth. Which they did lose that night. wilkes starting to lose again. And you don't do it. Not only do you not do it. You don't score. You outshoot your opponent. Can you hear the air quotation marks? You outshoot them. This is not one of those... Well, they played
1: hard. Scoreboard doesn't credit playing hard.
0: The boys are crumbling. They're crumbling. And this is ridiculous. I'm getting tired of this crap. Of getting nothing. Of when the team goes down one goal, thinking the game's over. Because we can't score. Injuries be damned. Call-ups be damned. Well, Connor McMichael's gonna come, gonna come once TJ Oshie gets healthy. I'll believe that when the, when the graphic is made. I'll believe that when I see it. You had everything there on the plate for you to do this. If this was, if you actually did score and come back, I could have tolerated this. But this was another low score, shut out, making another goalie go great. Yes, Toronto was the same thing. But you come off of a bad Canada road set, due to scheduling, you beat the Phantoms, and then you pull this. It is disappointing and embarrassing. And yes, fans called me out on it. You're a negative Nancy when this team loses. Well, guess what? Give me a reason not to be. Give me a reason. Well, you just got to believe in the Bears. Once they get into the playoffs, anything can happen. 15-16, it happened. The 1986 New York Mets happened. The New York Giants, when they went to to the Super Bowl, motherfucker, that's the NFL! That's Major League Baseball in the 1980s. Don't give me that crap! Okay, that's a little much. But this is where blind faith is. Doesn't work. This is where blind faith as a sports fan looks bad. Because at some point, as a Bears fan, you have to take off the sunglasses. At some point, you have to realistically look at this team and say, we're just not that good. You can't just be Linus. Sitting out in the pumpkin patch saying, The great pumpkin's gonna come, Charlie Brown. And when it does, he'll give candy to all the good boys and girls. Well, you know what I've become? And I'll take this analogy and run with it. I'm Sally yelling at Linus at the end of the cartoon. You dragged me out here for nothing. Halloween comes once a year and I missed it. Walks off angry. That's how I felt. Friday night. You dragged me out to Providence. You made me believe in this game. Through a narrative that it's 3000 history closing its circle. Bad team, new win. You you brought my hopes up only for nothing to happen. And it's 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 frustrating cuz we've not had a quality road win or well not a quality road win. We haven't had a complete road games... since Cleveland... in February... the weekend before the Super Bowl... that's almost two months ago... so yes, Bears fans... you may not like... what I'm saying... but you know what? I've invested... a lot of time... and some money... into watching this product... and for us as fans... We expect some things back in return. We expect a product to be put out there. And what I'm getting, and what we have been getting, is a stale, bland product of a team that is offensively non-existent. Injuries and calls be damned, but yet when we play the Phantoms and Sound Tigers, it magically shows up. But when you put them up against teams that are above us in the standings, nothing comes of it. Our defense is really, really good. Top five in the whole league, actually. We have a tandem that should carry you throughout the postseason. But we can't score if we're given... Wait, I can't use that here. If if our lives depended on it. We can't. And when this team goes down, it feels like the game's over. That's why I'm upset. And especially on this night when Zach is drilling it into our heads about 3,000 and it doesn't come home. I have a right to be upset. You may disagree with me, but to tell me to have blind faith in these guys in this time of year when I'm constantly being let down like a bungee cord, no. Maybe some of you Bears fans need to take off your glasses, and see this team for what it really is. I did. This doesn't mean I don't like them. This doesn't mean I still won't do this podcast. But this means I'm not going to sugarcoat things for you. I'm not. Let's take a break. We got one more game to cover. And let's have a word from our sponsor. At DraftKings Sportsbook, the NHL season is packed with all sorts of goodies and big wins. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League has your shot to win big as well. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and receive $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column means free bets for you. If sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and bet just one dollar on any NHL team to get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes slash description below for details. And now, let's get on with the show. So, apologies for that appreviance was a little ranty. But you know what? We're all upset at the way the Bears are playing. And and honestly, we want to see all of us. We do want to see the bear succeed. We really do. Maybe we're all just getting a little tired of hearing about win number 3,000. Maybe we're all just, we're all upset. Everything sucks right now. We're all like New Yorkers on a day. And I don't mean New Yorkers around 2001 after 9-11. Like, are you, you okay? I mean normal New, New Yorkers. Have a nice day, a-hole. F you, my friend. Enjoy your day. Yeah, we're like that. We we'll walk around Giant Center. Then, nice jersey. Yeah, how much you pay for that? Bears suck. We suck. Shut up. Shut up. My my brother will beat you up. Yeah, when you're losing, everything sucks. And speaking of things that suck, <laughs> let's go to Hartford. Smooth transition there. Saturday, the boys traveled due west down I-95 to take on the Hartford Wolfpack, and Hartford was celebrating. Their 25th anniversary of Wolfpack Hockey. Whoa. Yay. Lovely stuff. And I was here with my beloved. We ordered some pizza. Little Caesars, in case you're wondering. We got their new, uh, we got their Batman pizza. It's weird. It was nice. It was good. It was good. It was, It was greasy, but it's just weird. And they didn't cut it or anything. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. Anyway, Hartford was wearing what they called specialty jerseys. Now, these were basically Rangers knockoffs. In the lighting at XL, because why should the XL Center be made for hockey? It looked like dark navy blue with red shadow numbers on it. Ooh, ooh, this looks nice. Ooh, Mrs. Oh, yes. Ooh, lovely, 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 as my cultaholic friends would say. I like this. It says Wolf Pack with the little star between Wolf and Pack because it's a submarine saying, or it's a Hartford thing. Anyway, it looks fantastic. It looks kind of like the Lady Liberty ones. Again, dark navy blue, dark red numbering, and the shadow numbering of New York. Why can't they wear these all the time? These are beautiful. These are great. I want more of these. More of these. Now, in a graphic they used to promote this, it looked more of the Texas blue that the Rangers usually wear. Um, But Hartford typically wears uh, more of a navy blue. Because, again, navy setting, lots of military stuff there, and it's fantastic. So, I don't know. Maybe it's that Facebook meme of, like, five years ago. What's the color of the dress? What's the color of the Wolfpack jersey? Is it bright blue? Is it navy blue? Who knows? But back to the action. As Hartford and the Bears go at it, the Bears are going for number win 3000 tonight. Oh, God, Zach. Can we please not stop? Every two minutes it was, well, the boys, you know, getting a 3000th win may not be ideal, but a win here in Hartford would be nice for win number 3000. I know, I know, I get it. You get it. I know, you know, Zach, I get the concept. I get it yeah, I get it. But the Bears get in penalty trouble yet again. Five on three for the Hartford Wolfpack. As I go down, the pizza came. I go down. I get it. I bring some crazy bread back up, and Hillary just goes, they scored. What? Nick Malarkey. Well, it is a bunch of malarkey. Five on three goal, and the Wolfpack's in the lead. Okay. Great. Great. So then... Power play expires. Okay, well, they got one out of what it it could have been. could have been much, much worse. Much worse than all this. But in comes Delganu, who just skates in, cuts in front of Foucault. Copley, and he scores. 2-0, Hartford, in the span of two minutes. Well, here we go again. Grab the phone. All right, we got a we got faction feud, flash feuds tonight. All right, fine. It's it's female-based. Okay, fine. Two-nothing after one. Great. Okay, it's another night where I'm going to be upset, isn't it? We're going to go through this again. Into the second. Another power play for Hartford. For Hartford. And the Bears start piling it on. Start really pouring it on. But Hartford, another power play. As Laredo down to Zach Jones' load to a wide, freaking open. Anthony Greco fires scores. (laughs) That guy ain't missing from the faceoff dot. Anthony Greco, his 15th of the season. Zach Jones' 20th assist of the season. And 3-0 Hartford. Well, in the words of Urinating Tree, we're effed. That's it. Yeah, we're done. It's 3-0. We're doomed. So the boys actually get some penalties to go their way. They get a power play going. Lovely. And then a trip. As it's 5-on-3 for the boys. And we're saying, gotta do something here. Gotta do something here. And the 5-on-3, they bring it in. Scramble in front of. Kincaid doesn't work, but Kincaid's having trouble getting up. Is he injured? Is he injured? No. Show no mercy, for none will be shown for you in return. They try to bring it in. Protoss over to Nardella. Winds, fire saved by Kincaid. And Pelon chips it up and over and Kincaid, and it's in. Five on three power play goal. The curse is broken somewhat, but it's still 3-1 Hartford. Okay, we scored Garrett Pilon his 16th of the season. Power play goes on because it was a five, five on three. 5 on 3 and it was actually a 4 minute because Cody Franzen took a stick to the face. Oh you mean he just got high high stick and was clipped. No. Stick came up and bam right in the face right in the eye, near the eye and there was blood. There is blood. You know he goes down, helmet comes off, gloves right up against the eye. Yeah, chip the ice, chip the ice, chip the ice. Get it off. Off. Oh, he goes down for repairs. Lovely. So that was a big four-minute. They got the trip. That was a two-minutes. So once the five-on-three was done, it's back down to a two-minutes of a five-on-four. On and the boys are trying to press it on. Lucas fires, knocked down in front. Alexi has secondary shot. Mason Morelli gets it and tucks it around. Kincaid and he scores. 3-2. The Bears with back-to-back power play goals makes Hartford pay on their penalties. 3-2. Okay, they're trying to get back into it. They're outshooting these guys 20-5, to five, but then again, a really long power plays will help out with that. And near the end of the second, they're trying they're playing some defense. And um Zach Jones from the point just winds, fires, and slapper rimshaw gets down in front and bam! Right in the face. Oh god. Oh god. He goes down. Refs blow it dead. He gets up. Helmet off. Nice hair. And blood is streaming down his face. Oh my god. It I know Hartford's camera angles suck, but. When you could see on the television, the trail, the trail. And he was like, just, just hands up the other nose, hands up the other nose. And as my girlfriend, fiance lovingly said, no, not the face, not the face, not the face. I mean, yeah, he did. It's a nice shot block with his nose. (laughs) All right. Drake Rimshaw down the tunnel. Cody Franzen down the tunnel. I don't know what we've done, Hockey Gods, to deserve this, but 3-2 two after 2. And, and the Bears were out shooting them 29-15. to 15. And you know what? This is the kind of response I've been looking for. For all of you who thought I was a little too negative in the previous game, now I'm seeing life. And we go into the third. There's a pep in their step. There's a jump in their step. And it's there. That's what I'm seeing. Yes, Hartford is, is getting bad. They're falling off. Keith Kincaid's renting of King Lundquist's powers have left him. For he is now mortal. And the Bears are starting to press back. There's effort being seen. I want more of this. There is actual getting back into the games. And what frustrates you is that with this lineup, as depleted as it is, it can come back. It can because Leeson gets a net mouse scramble in front and Vecchione punches it past Kincaid and we're tied. We're tied with 3.36 left in the game. Actually, no, it wasn't. But you know what I mean. 11 minutes left, Mike Vecchione ties it and it's 3-3. Yes. What a way to get win three thousand, a eh, Bears fans. This could, if we could come back and get win three thousand this way, Zach. Don't ruin the moment, please. Don't ruin the moment. <sighs> nothing near the end, and we're going to overtime. Nothing comes of it but a few chances by the Bears, including one where Keith Keith Kincaid gets not. Knocked down, and secondary shot by Morelli comes in, Kikade's down, and he still freaking saves it and knocks it out, and he is pissed. Throws his glove down, throws his helmet off, and just goes straight to the ref. Bro, did you see that? He's after me. What the hell are you doing? And I'm going, you just threw your equipment. You just threw your head off and went straight for the ref. Where's the penalty? Where's the light? No. Where's the cake? No. Where's the penalty in this? Well, it's overtime. They don't call that. Now, if he skates over to the ref and starts barking, fine. But you throw your glove off. Your helmet comes off. And you're going after the the ref. Technically, you could have tossed him for that. You could. Now, guys have gotten tossed over less. But I'm sorry. Keith Kincaid losing his freaking mind... I would have teed him up. I would have said two for unsportsmanlike. And you keep barking and you're done. Well, it's overtime and you can't do that. Who says? You have a secondary goalie. Get Huska warmed up. But nope. Nothing came of it. And nothing came of overtime. And we went to a shootout. Lovely. Hartford starts out first with Matt Laredo. Comes in, shoots, stopped. We send over Vecchione. Okay, he's 0 for 7 in his career. Fine. Nothing. Whatever. Zach Jones. Lovely. Stopped. Okay, Pilon. Best chance. Skates and Deke's backhands. Nothing. Ty Roning comes out and skates. Wait a minute. Wasn't that the same guy who scored on us in the last shootout? Lost scores! Yep. That was him. That was him. So down to Lucas. Lucas. Skates in. Stopped. Ball game. Hartford wins in a shootout. 4-3 the final. And win number 3,000 will have to wait for another game. Great. Great. We'll be hearing that next week. So, for everything that I said in the previous game that made me upset, I saw I saw with, excuse me, I saw a comeback, I saw the talent finishing, I saw a team that was trying to win, and tried their damnedest and came up a little bit short. My one friend sees it differently, thinks a game that you dominated and you genuinely came back and you just couldn't finish it. He's not wrong. But once again, it's two sides of the coin. And it depends on what side of the coin you want to look at. Do you flip it and get the good side that says, well, the boys came back and you still got a point out of it? Or do you look at the other side that says, you should have won it because they're a bad team? My opinion is the good side. They came back. That's what I've wanted to see. But you know what, Bears fans? For everything that I said, oh, intelligent listener, I'm going to leave that up to you, because I'm not going to tell you what to think, oh, intelligent listener of this podcast. That is up to you. But uh, my opinion, I'll take the one point. Three points on the weekend, four would have been a lot better, but you get three, and you just hang around in the standings. But Bridgeport won, and suddenly they're entering the chat, as they are now at 5.08, They are .08 behind Wilkes-Barre at the time of this recording on a Sunday afternoon. That could change. Which, by the way, we have one more game against Bridgeport on the the following week on a Tuesday. But we will get to that when the time comes. The Bears still sit in fifth right now at 5.48. Hartford above us at 5.60. Wilkes-Barre at 5.16. Charlotte at 590, Springfield at 615, and Providence at 616. It'll be interesting. It will be very interesting. The Bears have 13 games left. Left, They're kind of in the middle in terms of games remaining. Providence has 16 remaining, and they will be using the extra week, as does Lehigh. Oh, I didn't mention Lehigh. Yeah, they're 458. I think they're, I think they're gone. They have 16 games left. Uh, let's see here. Springfield has 15. Uh, Hartford and Wilkes-Barre each have 14. Hershey has 13, and Charlotte and Bridgeport have 11 left. But they are going by the 72 game um, schedule, and they did not have a lot of delays, or at least all their delays are made up. So, interesting times, everyone, as we head into the last month of the season. So, what's next for the boys? Well, it's time to go to North Carolina, everyone. And time to take on the Charlotte Checkers for a two-game set down there at Mr. Bojangles Coliseum. What Would I have liked to have gone? Nah. The way this season's going, <laughs> I have not seen a win up in Charlotte. And I have no reason to believe that's going to begin now. Mm. So... No, no, but I will keep an, an eye on it from afar. All I know, that week it's supposed to be 72 and 76 in Charlotte that weekend. Mm. Hockey jersey and shorts. Truly an underrated thrill of this season. Uh, well, as any hockey fans, it's a great experience. Try it sometime. The following week will be... Another roadie as it's a school day game up in Bridgeport on Tuesday, April 5th. And, oh, they playing at noon? No. They are playing at 10.30 in the morning. That's right, everyone. Get up, grab your Tim Hortons, and get to the arena. You know, I've always wondered, why haven't the Bears done a school day game? We got a lot of schools in the region. I'm sure the kids would love to go. And, wait a minute. That would mean... Doors would open at nine thirty. Season ticket holes, if anyone get there, would open around near nine. That means my my wife would have to be there around eight thirty in the morning. Ew, ew. Would I go? Yes, I would. One of the fringe benefits of working second, but um, <laughs> I'm bringing an energy drink with me. I think the Bears would experiment it for one season, and may we never speak of it again. The following weekend, the boys go back to the Electrodrome for the for one of final three visits, and I was wrong. We do have one more game against the Phantoms on the closing weekend. But for a Friday night tilt against the Phantoms, who will be in a nice little six games and eight-day stretch for them. And then Thunderboys come to town as the boys finally come back home for a weekend set, April 9th and 10th the park will open hopefully we'll have more springtime type weather and uh, we'll see where this is going but for everyone thank you for all your times listens and downloads this week a little long in the tooth but you know what some weekends just call for that sometimes you get a 35 minute recap of the weekend and sometimes well you get a longer podcast so thank you to everyone for your time listens and downloads Uh, continue to support this podcast give us a like Give us a rating, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a five-star review. Rate and review because it appeases the algorithm overlords and Chartable loves it when you do that. To everyone else, I'll catch you next week as we double dip in Charlotte. My name's Richard Blosser, and above all else, go Bears. We'll see you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network.